Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a great start to your Wednesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So, we're, we're, but actually the latest from Nashville, Tennessee, where the winter meetings are taking place. Two and a half days into the winter meetings, entering what typically is the last day. Wednesday's typically the last day of, inter winter, of any winter meetings set up. The biggest takeaway from this winter meeting so far is the lack of activity instead of the amount of activity. Everybody in baseball, it seems baseball itself, is in a holding pattern. Everybody in baseball is really waiting to see where Shohei Otani signs before we start to see some frequency picked up in terms of, in terms of significant moves. Now, for Shohei Otani, it seems as if the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, and the Angels are the teams still in the running for Otani. On Tuesday, Alex Anthopoulos spoke with the media and was asked directly about Shohei Otani. He, he kind of circled, he kind of danced around the question, but he made it seem as if the Braves ne never have truly been a player for Otani. But until Otani, in general, signs with the team, the likelihood of seeing multiple big moves made just isn't in the cards. And so as a result of that, for many in Braves country, who are focused, just like the Braves seem to be, on getting that significant piece adding to the starting rotation, it may take a bit longer, it may take a bit more time than many hope it will for that to actually occur. Because with so many other teams likely having to have an interest in the same names that the Braves do when it comes to finding that starting pitcher, those things really won't figure themselves out until Shohei Otani signs with the team. So for me, that's the biggest takeaway so far when it comes to the Braves in seeking out that biggest move of the offseason, their major focus of the offseason, adding to the starting rotation. It may take a bit longer for that actually to materialize than before many had thought it would when the meetings began. But from the move the Braves did make on Tuesday and from comments from Brian Snicker as well as Alex Anthopoulos, it certainly seems as if the confidence should remain high that the Braves eventually will make that move for the starter that they seek. Because on Tuesday, the Braves traded newly acquired starter Marco Gonzalez to the Pittsburgh Pirates, along with an unspecified amount of money to help pay part of his salary. They traded Marco Gonzalez plus an unspecified amount of money in exchange for a player to be named later or cash considerations. Now, that's a lot of words to say that this was a simple salary dump. The Braves traded Marco Gonzalez to the Pirates, and the value that the Braves are getting is the fact that they're now not going to have to pay the full $12 million salary owed to Marco Gonzalez in 2024. To kind of put everything into perspective, when the Braves made the trade on Sunday to acquire Jared Kilnick, the way that they did that, the creative way that they got that done, was taking on $19 million in 2024 between Marco Gonzalez and first baseman Evan White. 
But as soon as that deal was done, the Braves made it clear to Marco Gonzalez, as Ken Rosenthal reported on Monday, that they were going to look to move him in a separate deal, which they did on Tuesday. But it's not just the fact that the Braves moved off the moved off, you know, having to owe the entire 12 million to Marco Gonzalez. It's also the fact that the Braves felt that was more valuable than keeping Gonzalez himself. Sam Peebles wrote over at batterypower.com, there was reason to see why the Braves could have kept Gonzalez for 2024. In the past, he's been a reliable innings eater, and if he was healthy, he probably could give you better production down to the fifth spot in 2024 than the Braves got out of the fifth spot of their rotation in 2023. But the fact that the Braves felt the best value Gonzalez could provide was to move on from him and free up some of his salary. And also the fact that they didn't feel as if it was that big of a deal to keep Gonzalez in the fold. That to me speaks to the confidence the Braves have that they'll eventually get the significant starting piece they're looking to acquire. So while the moving of Gonzalez to the Pirates in and of itself is not necessarily that significant, the fact that it's been done gives the Braves more room to work with when it comes to their payroll to eventually add that starting piece that they seek. Now, of course, again, as I mentioned, both Alex Anthopoulos and Brian Snicker talked with the media on Tuesday as well. And and a big takeaway from what Alex Anthopoulos talked about is that, yes, again, we've heard him talk about it multiple times so far this offseason. There are many rumors, there's speculation, there's a lot of things that are written about the Braves when it comes to the potential moves that they make. And Alex Anthopoulos, as always, is quick to point out that a lot of those things are made up. A lot of those things don't come from the Braves. Because in the moves that the Braves have made so far this offseason, especially in terms of trades, the Braves have focused on the specific players they acquired instead of just looking to fill positions. The Braves specifically have targeted Aaron Bummer For a while, they were looking to get him at last year's trade deadline. It didn't work out, so they got creative and got him this offseason. The Braves specifically targeted Jared Kelnick as a potential long-term option for their left field opening, so they got creative to acquire him. And then when it comes to the starting pitching, Alex Anthopoulos discussed that they've looked at a variety of options, both through free agency and the trade market, because as I mentioned earlier, Once Shohei Otani signs, many teams are interested in the same names that the Braves are. So it only makes sense for the Braves to have interest in multiple names. And so they've used the early part of this offseason, as well as the winter meetings, to set up foundations with other teams to eventually move on the right opportunity when it becomes available. So I think that when it comes to what's occurred so far at the winter meetings, in terms of the Braves specifically and their pursuit of the starting pitcher they're looking to acquire. While it may take a bit of time for them to get that starting pitcher, I think that we've seen indications confidence remains very high they'll eventually get that pitcher. Now, in terms Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. 
That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In terms of Brian Snicker, you know, he talked about the fact that, you know, he's excited about what moves the Braves have made so far. He's excited about the fact that the Braves have really put together a strong bullpen. He's excited about getting to spring training and working with some of the Braves' younger talents. He's excited to see players like Tyler Matzik coming back from injury. But one specific part of the conversation with Brian Snicker that stood out to me was how, you know, positively he speaked, he he spoke about his anticipation of working with Jared Kelenic. Brian Sticker really seems to be intrigued, really seems to be excited about the addition of Kelenic. One big reason why Snicker mentioned is because he talked with some of the people that he knew in the scouting world and he got some really positive responses on the overall upside of Kelenic. And I think that's noteworthy because Alex Anthopoulos, you know, if you take Snickers' comments and you put it with Alex Anthopoulos' about Jared Kelnick being a clear target for the Braves this offseason, with how much they talked him up on Tuesday and with how creative the Braves had to get to acquire him, it doesn't make any sense that the Braves talk him up like they did on Tuesday, and got as creative as they did to acquire him, it doesn't make any sense for all that to occur for Kellenick just to simply be a potential option for left field. The past 72 hours have made it clear that Jared Kellenick is viewed as the left fielder of the future for the Atlanta Braves. Now, while that may be obvious, that puts the riding on the wall, in my opinion, when it comes to Von Grissom. Because as much as the Braves have talked up Von Grissom being a potential option for left field, it doesn't really seem as if that truly is going to play out now that they've acquired Kellenick. So if that's the case, if for the second straight offseason, no matter how much the Braves are talking up Von Grissom, they made a decision that clearly limits his ability to add value at the major league level for the Braves. I think the writing is clearly on the wall that the time to move Von Grissom is now. And it has to be now. 
You've had two straight off seasons in which the Braves could have found a way to utilize the offensive potential of Von Grissom at the major league level, and they've decided to go another route. I'm not saying it's the wrong thing. I'm just saying that it's clear that the Braves have preferred another option than Von Grissom when it comes to what he potentially could provide at the major league level. But you've, he's all. But Von Grissom has also made it clear he's ready for the majors. His bat is ready to produce at the major league level based off what he did in AAA last year. So as a result, the time is now to use Von Grissom in the best way possible that he can provide value. And that's as part of a trade package to go get the starting pitcher that the Braves need. So when you look at the fact that the Braves have cleared up more payroll by trading Marco Gonzalez, they moved on from Gonzalez, who could have been a, a sensible option for the rotation. And they pretty much made it clear that Von Grissom really doesn't have an avenue to provide value at the major league level. You've got a clear trade ship that you could add to others to put together a good trade package. I think that, that I think that there were multiple indicators from moves made and comments made on Tuesday that show that confidence should remain high. The Braves are going to get the starting pitcher that they seek. Another noteworthy development for Tuesday was the fact that the Braves found out that for the second straight year, they're going to be picking 24th in the 2024 MLB draft. The second ever MLB draft lottery occurred on Tuesday. Cleveland Guardians got the first pick. The Cincinnati Reds got the second pick. But the Braves are going to be picking 24th for the second straight year. And you have to hope, if you're a Braves fan, the 2024 draft works out like the 2023 draft did. Because Hurston Waldrop fell into the Braves' lap in the 24th spot in last year's draft. And depending on if a trade were to occur where other top prospects move for a starting pitcher later on this offseason, you could easily see Hurst and Waldrop being the consensus top prospect in the Braves system over the next six to, six to 12 months. I'm sure the Braves are looking for that same type of development to, to occur in the 2024 draft. Whether or not it will, we'll see. But this will actually be the fifth time the Braves have picked at 24 since 2000. Those names that they picked were McKay McBride over 20 years ago. Cody Johnson, if you remember many at the time that Cody Johnson was picked by the Braves in the late 2000s, talked about how big of a power prospect he was, light tower power. If there was any prospect that had it, it was Cody Johnson. He just never materialized. A few years back, the Braves picked Ryan Cusick out of Wake Forest. He was eventually moved to the Oakland Athletics in the Matt Olson deal. And then, of course, last year, Hurston Waldrop. So the Braves have picked out of the 24 spot before. They're hoping that they'll experience a good bit of positive deja vu in 2024 and find another really good piece to add to the Braves minor league system. Also excited about the fact that some former Braves found new homes on Tuesday as well. Uh, ben Heller signed a minor league deal with the Pirates. Uh, Michael Tonkin signed a major league deal with the Mets as well as Kirby Yates finding an opportunity with the Rangers. All three of those names filled probably bigger than, bigger, bigger than expected roles with the Braves relief courts in 2023 due to injuries. They all performed pretty well in the, in the roles that they were asked to fill and that led to each of them finding a new home for 2024. So again, not 
much in terms of, of true significance occurred on Tuesday. But you did see some other things fall in place that I truly feel continues to show that confidence should be raising. The Braves will eventually get their starting pitcher. And hopefully, once Shohei Otani signs and some other things fall into place, we'll start to see some we'll start to see some frequency in significant moves being made, and that will include the Braves finding the needed piece to their starting rotation. Can't thank you enough for tuning into the Daily Hammer, part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Check out all the great content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSPN, and free wherever you get your podcasts. My name's Sean Coleman. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. <laughs>